Happy Pancake Tuesday, y'all. Hey, how many pancakes? You got any pancakes? I was hoping to um, do a question today on the show. Yes. What's your favourite flavour pancakes? Unreal. That would have been so good. I think it's good. I it think would it's have original. Been radio would have been... Guys, I wasn't going to have pancakes this evening. You going to have them? Beautiful fiancé Becca messaged and said, bought some pancake mix. So what damn, are we all thinking? Damn, Becca, damn. We got Mikey O'Reilly in the studio. We got Mike O'Reilly. Does Mike O'Reilly have any pancakes? No. You strike me as a man that enjoys a savoury crepe. You're dead right. I don't eat sweets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you, brother. What do you include in the savoury? If I'm going to have one tonight, I have an invention. Oh, okay. there we go. Big Mac pancake. That sounds absolutely disgusting. <gasps> no, because I tried to. I, I learned Genius. how to use. Uh, I learned how to make rather uh, Big Mac sauce at the weekend. Uh, do tell us the secret. Right. A little bit of finely chopped onion, mustard, bit of mayo, ketchup, and some pickle juice. Oh, yeah. Okay. I can see uh, the acidity breaks so it down. Good. Yeah. I would remove the onion. Onion. And instead include a shallot. Yes, but I don't have them. Okay, that's fair. What is the difference between a shallot and an onion? Dinner? More powerful. About really? five pints. More powerful. And uh, great flavour. Great flavour, shallot. Okay. They're smaller. Would you, if you, if I had a gun to your head? Yes, go on. Gun to your head. What sort you, of gun? A uh, pistol. Yeah. You can only eat either a red onion or a white onion for the rest of your life. What's it going to be? I'm going to go press with the trigger. a white onion. Okay. I'm going to go with white onion. Even though I love a red onion, I just feel like I use a white onion more. And lasagnas, bolognese. I think a white onion is more powerful. And here is my theory why it is. Mm. If I have a pack of red onions, something like that, uh, only one half. I'll cut it in half, I'll put it back in the fridge. I don't have to cover it. You won't, your fridge won't be taken over with the smell. Different with a white onion. Oh, my God. If you cut it in half and you forget to put cling film over the top of it, oh. whole fridge stinks. Uh, would I be right in saying Graham, that, guys? You're dead right. Yes, I told you I like on yesterday's it. podcast introduction, Yeah. I halved an onion on Friday night onion. and I shoved my bent nose... Your beak into the onion because I couldn't breathe. Yes. You, you know, meant I was, to do that with garlic. I, I was suffocated. A clove each nose. No, I looked on a YouTube short. Doesn't work. <laughs> he was on TikTok. That's where they yeah, did no, it. But that, on, that video was uploaded six years ago. They've now updated so, <laughs> to clear your nose. How do you set up a YouTube short account? I don't know. I've actually tried to take them off my YouTube. I love YouTube shorts. Can't I'm obsessed. Stand them. Why? Like, okay, TikTok is the ultimate yeah. second is reels and then third is those YouTube shorts I can't even believe it's like you. I love them is love anyone you. on Snapchat oh, I use it every day for that's what? actually my uh, my main form of uh, contact with my family what and with my girlfriend that's weird and just to prove that's that weird it's my, not like find my location and I'm talking not, not my like my sisters my dad is on and his name is God on the group chat and it's called the chicken and wafflers I hate Snapchat with a passion. Did what? you ever use it? Though? I'm too old. I'm too old for. Did it. you ever use it? Nah, never used it. I did. Well, I, had, well, I had. I had a Snapchat. Well, no, I had it. I had it. I only keep it on my phone now because I do quick edits. Hmm? I do quick edits. Like yeah. when I take someone's head off somebody and I'll put it on. It's really quick editing that. Like, You're a good editor. Thanks, bro. You always have been. Everyone's favorite word right now. Porcelain. Condom. Mine dung. Sorry, is this a is this a trending Producer thing? Eve? No. 
I was just a thief. Producer name? Well, oh, because of Mikey, I can't stop saying perfect. Oh, I know. We need to stop doing perfect. There perfect. we go. Okay, perfect. Here's the show. Perfect. This is the 104 Drive Podcast with Graham and Nathan. Good afternoon. It's just gone three. And this is 104 Drive with Graham and Nathan. I want to kick off the show with an absolute bang. Have a listen to this. Last night, my beautiful fiance Becca tried to kill me. Finally. <laughs> tried to kill me, but believe it or not, I'm still alive. Why was she trying to kill you? It's definitely not for the money anyway. No, look, she didn't try and kill me on purpose. Oh, it was by an accident, okay. But guys, I saw light. I saw the light and I thought, this is the end of me. Okay, hold on to that. We'll find out why Becca almost kills Nathan after Ellie Goulding. This is Love Me Like You Do on FM 104. The, the 104 Drive Podcast with Graham and Nathan. Ellie Goulding. It's a lovely song. Love Me Like You Do. I will do anything you want me to do. I'm 104 Drive. If we're Graham and Nathan I'm okay Nathan I'm alright You'll tell us when we're live Won't, we won't are, you? We have been live For the last uh, 20 seconds Oh okay My god Right, right go I on. told you A couple of minutes ago That my beautiful fiance Becca Tried to kill me last night Let me paint a picture for you I am the resident chef In our household Okay Alright But last night Becca follows this Instagram account called Board of Lunch. I've heard of it. It's a guy called Nathan. He's over 1.2 million followers. Oh, nice. He gives you amazing slow cooker and air fryer recipes. Right. So Becca saw this Instagram story and said, Nathan, I want to make this. This slow cooker honey garlic noodle dish is one of those recipes that I don't measure any of the ingredients. I chuck it all in and hope for the best. I have included the rough measurements, but add all of these, add less than below, with your chicken thigh, some corn flour, and chicken stock. Cook it on high for four hours, or if you're working all day like me, do it all day on low. Come back, stir the chicken, toss in 200 grams of noodles, some spring onions, and done. So I find that very hard to concentrate on when there's a song playing in the background. Ah, uh, look, it's a bit of fun. It's a bit of energy. Sounds like a TikTok video. That's what the cool kids are watching. So I finish the show, I go home to Bray, I walk in, oh my god, it smells gorgeous in the kitchen. I felt like a young Ainsley Harriet was cooking up a storm, yeah. but it was my beautiful fiance Becca. Yeah. She leaves a bowl of these honey garlic noodles. Right. I sit down with a big fork. My god, I'm excited for this. I take a bite. Mm-hmm. Oh, Oh, it's just the chicken or a... It was only a massive screw in the noodles. <laughs> now, to paint a picture for you, this is a screw that you would find at the side of Frankenstein's head. Oh, so it was more like a bolt. It was an enormous bolt slash screw. This is something you would find on a motorbike. <laughs> I go, Becca, are you trying to kill me? What the hell is this? And she goes, oh, no. Oh, do you know what happened? The lid of the slow cooker <laughs> broke and and the screw slash bolt fell into the noodles. It was so thick, guys. Was it tasty? 
it had an interesting texture. Al dente, pretty hard, I'd say. Now, initially, I thought it was a chicken thigh. Yeah. And they notoriously are very moist and tender. Yeah. It's like, Becca. Now, the flavour was incredible. The soy sauce. I thought meant off the bolt. Well, like, the bolt was delicious because it was marinated in that <laughs> of sauce. Of course, of course. But you know what? I was horrified. Thankfully, I threw it in the bin. I finished the noodles. It was delicious. But it made me think of the classic Nickelodeon show, Keenan and Kel. Do you remember this moment? Mr. Kim, would you care to tell the court in your own words what happened on the morning of October the 6th? I did it! I did it, Keenan. I'm sorry, man. I dropped the screw <laughs> in the tuna. <laughs> oh, guys, but I'm lucky to tell the tale. I'm telling you, she nearly had you. She nearly did I it. I feel like you rang up Becca, planted in the noodles. We want it to be the Graham O'Toole show. We nearly did it, Becca. We'll try, we'll try again. Oh. On to the next, I want to talk about Love Island because there was two live performers in the villa last night. You're listening to the 104 Drive podcast with Graham and Nathan. Julipa and Cold Heart on 104 Drive with Graham and Nathan. And I do always caveat... When we start talking about this show with a little bit... I know not a lot of people are watching it this winter. But I only talk about it when something really interesting happens in it the night before. I am talking about Love Island. Casa Amor? Casa Amor is coming gone. How was it? Casa Amor was good. Mm, you're been, not selling it to me. There have been better Casa Amors, but all the drama now has settled down. And they've all moved on because it was last week. What you make of Casa more producing Eve? Like, it was um, fine. There I was, liked it, but yeah. it could have, as you said, there was been better years, but I think it was quite good. Did anyone come from Casa more? Do you know the way they like couple up with yeah. someone in Casa more? They bring them back and then they always go back to their original person. One. One did. One. I always feel sorry yeah. for the people that come from Casa Amor because yeah. then they're just left by themselves. Yeah. It happened last night, basically. Tanya went back with Shaq and left Martin, the Dublin guy, on his own. But the reason I'm talking is because I remember you spoke about this moment because there's a couple of big moments that happens in Love Island over the weeks. There is Casa Amor, the parents come in. And over the last few years, we've had live performers come in, generally UK acts. So in the past, there's been Craig David. He's come in. Joel Corey's done a DJ set. Becky Hill, I think, was there last summer. And last night, they received this text. Wait a second. Wait for it. This one. I've got a text. Oh, really? Islanders, it's time to get glam because tonight... The villa will host a special VIP There's a clue coming up here now. Hashtag, this is real. Hashtag, ow, ow, ow. Ouch, ouch. Right, your clue is in the text. Who do you think, as a radio DJ, Nathan, for nearly 10 years, can you figure out who the performers were last night? This is real and out, out means absolutely nothing to me. We play this artist nearly every day on FM 104. Dermot Kennedy? No. Oliver Tree? No. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> the performer last night was Jax Jones. 
Oh, right. Get out, out. And this is real. Not the most exciting. Still a sound DJ. Not bad. And then he brought out Callum Scott. Callum Best. Callum Scott. <laughs> so Lost Frequencies, they've got a song, Where Are You Now? He's on that. He was also Britain's Got Talent. He did the Robin cover uh, a couple of years he ago. He was in this building maybe two months ago. Yeah, I think in around when we started, very close to when we started, he was walking around. But they've got a new song called Whistle. I think this is the performance here. <laughs> you to make a big round of applause for my man Callum Scott and we're going to perform a brand new song for you it's called Whistle I always find those performances so awkward yeah because they're all just there dancing soberly with each other and did you find producing were you watching it last night yeah I was that there was this unusual gap where it was like they weren't allowed to get close yeah. to the DJ like they were going to jump on top of the decks or anything <laughs> like that which they obviously weren't because A they were all sober and B there's only about 14 of them and there was like a mini swimming pool in between them and Jax Jones and Callum Scott would not get close to the Islanders at all there was this weird selfie where there was a massive gap between the Islanders and Callum Scott and Jax Jones my favourite bit was the they brought a recorder out for the whistle song. Jax Jones was playing the recorder. Very like India from last year's members for the talent show. Yeah. She did the recorder, so um, that was funny. I don't know why I'd be more excited if Callum Best came out. Because <laughs> he's like the original Love Island contestant. Is there any way we can get you back into Love Island for the no. last few weeks? Gone. Wagner from The X Factor. <laughs> popping into the hideaway. <laughs> by himself. Speaking of... Speaking of Callum Scott, here he is with Lost Frequencies. Where are you now on 104 Drive? The 104 Drive Podcast with Graham and Nathan. Lost Frequencies, Callum Scott. On 104 Drive with Graham and Nathan with Frankine.ie. I know I'm forward selling this and it's going to be a while away, but my brother Adam is going to be on the show later on. We are trying. Well, we have already set up the ultimate pub quiz team and we will be coming to a pub quiz near you very soon to try and win it. We've got an expert in sport, we've got an expert in pop culture, and we have an expert in history. But Nathan over the weekend decided to ask his brother Adam, would you like to be on our quiz team, even though we got a fellow Graham as our history nut? And Graham has been good enough <laughs> to say, Grant... I will come on later on. I will go up against Nathan's brother, Adam, to prove I am the better one. But he has requested in his messages to us that Nathan has to have nothing to do with the questions because he's afraid he's going to help his brother get on the team. Have you written the questions out? There are five history questions. Who are you going for? And there's a tiebreaker. I'm, of course, going for Graham. What? He's the original. We share the same name. What's wrong with my brother, Adam? Because Graham has worked hard to get in here. Adam's done absolutely nothing. He doesn't deserve a spot. Graham has had to go through one round of questions. Then he's had to go through a a, a 1v1 against Thomas. And now he's been asked to go against your brother for no apparent reason. Your brother has even proved himself. You said, I asked my brother Adam the questions that were being asked last week and he got none of them right. Well, look, if I'm being completely honest, I said, do you want to join the team? I don't think my brother knew that he had to come on and go against Graham. Well, that's going to happen later on in the show. I think after half five. Oh, you don't want to miss it. Graham, if you're listening. I got your back. Don't worry. We want you to win. You're listening to the 104 Drive podcast with Graham and Nathan. ATV. And your love on 104 Drive with Graham and Nathan. What's the song we're looking for? 
it's a little bit difficult today. I'm delighted because we had a few easy days there where I felt like I was never going to catch yourself or Producer Neve out again. But Producer Neve hasn't got it. You have just got the artist. Yeah, don't have the name of the song. Okay, I'll give it to you once more just in case you just tuned in. What is this song in the style of a cello? Baptised to it. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. We got Alison on the line. Hello, Alison. Stop, no way. Oh. I was literally hang on one second. All right. Oh wow, okay. Are you making a pancake, are you? That, oh my god, no. <laughs> How are you? I was thinking good, thank you. I was sitting outside with my daughter in the car waiting to go into the GP and I'm like, if they ring me now with the ears I'm not to talk to them because I won't go to you the doctor. <laughs> well who is the one? Isabella, your knowledge of music is insane. You're like a young Louis Walsh. Sorry, you keep going on to the uh, speakerphone on the car. That's okay. Ellie, she's, del- she's delighted. Well done, Isabella. <laughs> well done, Alison. You got today's cello. Thank you for listening to the show, and we'll let you go to the GP now. Okay. Bye. Thanks so much, guys. And cello returns tomorrow at half three at Sam Smith on 104 Drive. <laughs> The 104 Drive Podcast With Graham and Nathan Ed Sheeran, Khalid And beautiful On 104 Drive With Graham and Nathan Okay, it's time to pass over To the main man himself It's time for Nathan's news Do you want to be educated? Yes Do you want to be entertained? Yes Which is more important to you? Entertained Oh, That's the world we live in Isn't it, Sean? You want to be entertained Over educated Isn't that it? It's good to be educated. That's why we get all our news now from TikTok. Well, two sources of news. TikTok and Nathan's news. I refuse to be on TikTok. I'm going to create a YouTube shorts page. You can follow me there for my news. Why then then don't you just download the video and then put your YouTube shorts video onto TikTok? Don't have the time. (laughs) I'm looking for news, brother. Today I want to speak about the salty dog, Mr. Harry Styles. He had a gig in Australia last night. He was performing in Perth and the gig seemed like it went very well. But at one stage, he actually took part in a pretty disgusting Australian tradition called a shoey. Oh, I've heard about Have these. you heard of a shoey? Yeah, you pour beer into a shoe and you drink it from your shoe. Yeah. It's absolutely disgusting. Let's have a listen. This is one of the most disgusting traditions. I'll be discussing this with my therapist at length. At length. A shoey, where did you get the knowledge about a shoey? Oh, we've got a friend, an Australian friend called Nick, and he's talks about shoeys and stuff. I've never done one. I've never wanted to do one. I don't like those beer chugging things. I yeah. was in Canada for a couple of summers. Not for you. A lot of beer pongs, bongs I and all. I bet you producer Neve absolutely <laughs> loves chugging from a shoe. <laughs> I know what a shoe is because of Daniel Ricciardo. <gasps> oh, Formula One. Yes. 
That's a great so shout. Okay. Them on the podium. Well, look, you're going to be delighted with me. Not many shoeys from Daniel Ricardo <laughs> in the last few years, am I right? FM, uh, FM 104 fans. F1 fans, am I right? Hey, yeah. guys, I'm actually trying to do oh, something sorry. here. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Well, guys, you're going to be delighted with me because an Australian journalist, Mr. Chris Hemsworth, joins us over in no Australia way. right now to tell us what, the origin of a shoe. What time is it um, in Australia? Wait, which is the one that was with Miley Cyrus? Uh, Liam. Oh, Liam. Uh, Liam Hemsworth. Uh, where does this originate from? According to my extensive investigations, well, a Google search, racing drivers Ryle Harris and David Reynolds are credited with kickstarting the craze in 2015. He's going to drink out of the boot. But then, with this YouTube clip of some surfers doing shoeys in 2006, yeah. I don't know what to believe. Yeah. What? Hang on. According to Wikipedia, Aussies may have nothing to do with the shoeys' humble beginnings. Apparently, our German friends have been chugging booze from boots since the mid-1800s. And other historians reckon drinking from a shoe was seen as good luck as far back as the Middle Ages. So, the shoey, a true blue Aussie icon or a smelly swamp sip we should be ashamed of? What do you think, guys? I think Liam Hensworth sounds very different. <laughs> yeah. So I do. He's excitable. Going back to Formula One, producing Eve. Yeah. I can't believe Daniel Ricciardo is the backup driver to Red Bull this yeah. year. I, I even know what? that. Yeah. Strive to Survive starts next week. I think so, yeah. This weekend. Yeah. Guys, I don't really like where my news is bringing you. Yeah. It's not really about Formula One. Yeah. Let's bring it back. Harry Styles on stage. I kind of feel like Netflix have launched, uh, released too many of those same type shows at a, sm- at a short period of time. So we've got Full Swing, the golf one. Drive to Survive is out next week. And right. we had the tennis one. Once again. As well. And I think it's just too much into on uh, a short space this of time. This isn't what I'm trying to do. Sorry. This is not a Netflix show. Drive to Survive out very soon. What? I'll get you the date soon. It's Dermot Kennedy on FM 104. You're listening to the 104 Drive podcast with Graham and Nathan. It has just gone four on 104 Drive with Graham and Nathan. I'm very exciting. Mattress Mick is lined up to take our call in and around half an hour. Oh, this is going to be absolutely incredible. He had a movie in 2016, he had a viral song in 2014, and now he's hitting the stage with a musical. I am so afraid that I'm going to call him Mattress. <laughs> but on the way next, we want to talk about fan mail. Because one person in the team sent fan mail to their favourite singer and got a reply from their dad many years ago. We'll find out next who. My face above the water. The 104 Drive Podcast. With Graham and Nathan. Drive with Graham and Nathan, Mr. Probs and Waves. And we want to ask you this afternoon on the show Have you ever sent fan mail to a celebrity? Now, I'm pretty sure this would maybe be an older thing to do when maybe you were a child. Because now you can directly contact these people on Instagram and Twitter. They're so accessible now. But back in the day, the only way you could contact a celebrity was via writing them a letter. So if you ever did, let us know who it was, how it went. Did they respond to 087-6797-104? Share your story with the show this afternoon. This is because over the weekend, The Masked Singer happened. And Charlie Simpson from Busted ended up winning the show. And we were chatting in the office. Ah, Charlie Simpson from Busted. What a beautiful voice that man has. And then producer Neve, you had this fantastic story. So when I was, I worked it out, I was nine years old. I loved Busted, the band, so, so much. And um, they split up. 
and I knew that Charlie Simpson was the reason they split up because he was going on to form another band, Fightstar. So I was fuming, fuming at Charlie Simpson. So I wrote a letter to oh, Charlie. So this was a letter of complaint. Complaint. Not a fan. Oh, wow. This is class. <laughs> now, what happened then? So I wrote the letter and I, don't, I think I probably forgot about it until I get a brown envelope with like fragile written on the front. I remember it so well. And there was a letter and some photos, signed photos inside. <gasps> but was it from Charlie? No, it was from his dad. What? And I actually Brilliant. remember, I probably didn't even have his exact address. It probably just put the town he was from. I got to him. Yeah. And do we have a picture of Charlie Simpson's dad? I, I actually haven't looked him up. I wonder up. if he's a sexy man, because Charlie... Good looking man. Good looking guy. Now, you brought in the letter. I you did. have brought in the letter, and uh, I think pass it over to... Nathan's going to read it out oh, for right. us. This is what Charlie Simpson's dad from Busted said to producer Neve, a nine-year-old Neve, who was just raging. I actually never knew they broke up because he went to fi- yep. fight star. Fight, fight star. star. They were a big rock band. Okay. Okay, so the date. The <clears throat> 7th of March... 2005 Dear Neve, I am Charlie's dad and we received your letter here by the good skills of the post office <laughs> Charlie lives in London now but I will tell him of your letter and how sorry you are that Busted have split up He was sad too but knew he wanted to play a different kind of music which he is now loving doing It is as if you were not allowed to play with your favourite toy but had to make do with others that you quite liked. After some time, you might realise that they were not what you wanted. When you got the one you loved, you'd be happy too. Charlie's mother Tessa and I thought you might like to have an autograph and some busted photos that we have left over as a special present and these are enclosed. Take great care. When you grow up, you might even like his new music. But I suspect you won't find it rather noisy at this stage. With much love, that is so nice. Mike and Tessa and two kisses. That's so nice. That is Isn't so it? sweet. I know, made up. Has anyone noticed anything about this though? That it was tight. My feelings are so you have. This is obviously an audio medium, so you can't see it. So the letter is dear Neve in pen, and then the rest of it is typed. So I think that they must have been getting a lot of these letters of people writing to Charlie, complaining, or a lot of fans going, oh, please don't leave, and they want a reason as to why Charlie did it. This is a template. They have a copy and paste job going Ah. on. Because there's no specifics to your letter. Obviously, this is Busted Have Split Up. Mm -hmm. He's just explaining why he left because he wanted to do other music. Yeah, there's nothing about Ireland. There's nothing about Neve or Ireland or anything really you're specific. Taking, you're taking this dream away from me here. You said, it? no, I, I, they obviously said, dear Neve, so I think kudos to them and they responded, which is good and they had a system going because yeah. they didn't want to keep on writing out the same tripe to his fans as well. So yeah. fair play. That's very cool. Neve, did you then... Write another letter? No, I didn't. I left, I left him on scene. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we want to know. Have you ever sent fan mail to a celebrity? And what happened? Maybe you got nothing back. We would love to know. 087-6797-104 on WhatsApp. Or you can even send us a WhatsApp voice note. Olivia Rodrigo now on FM 104. You're listening to the 104 Drive podcast with Graham and Nathan. Forget me. Lewis Capaldi. 
And forget me, you're on 104 Drive with Graham and Nathan. Goodness gracious, I wouldn't mind writing a letter to Lewis Capaldi, funny man. Maybe he might write back. That's what we're asking you. Have you ever wrote fan mail to a celebrity? Now, we are aware that this is probably a thing that would have been done 10, 15 years ago before the explosion of social media. But it is interesting to see what celebrities do reply if they reply at all. That's because producer Neve sent a... And I wouldn't say it was fan mail. It was more of a letter of... Complaint. Yeah, to Charlie Simpson. Mm-hmm. Yes, Charlie Simpson. Yeah. From Busted when he left Busted. And what was the the kind of ethos of the message again? Um, the fact that I was giving out that he had left Busted to go make Fightstar, his new band, the rock kind of band. Did you ever listen to Fightstar? I remember listening in later in life, but not when I was nine years old. It was so strange. The great thing about Neve's story is she got a reply, but from Charlie's parents, saying he doesn't live here anymore, and here's the story as to why he moved. And it was a very sweet story where it was kind of like, you know, someday you'll grow up and you realise you might love exactly what you're doing, and he wants to go and do what he loves. Now, you did break Neve's heart by saying, do you know what, this letter seems like it's just a template. Yeah, it's a copy and paste <laughs> job. It is, it's all typed out. With nothing really specific to Neve, bar to Neve and handwriting at the top. So, which makes me think it is a copy and paste oh, job. Look. They made the effort anyway. Uh, so, we are asking you on WhatsApp 087 6797 104. Who have you sent fan mail to? We had Lisa on who sent fan mail to Celine Dion and Leonardo DiCaprio after Titanic. Etna now joins us, but it was your dad, wasn't it? What did he send? He sent uh, a congratulations little letter to the Queen, Queen Elizabeth when she was coronated. No way. Oh, wow. Uh, he was fascinated with the fact that he was so young. I don't know how, he was only, he must have been only eight or ten or so. I don't know how old he was. But he was fascinated with the fact she was so young and she got the job and he was congratulating her. And then a couple of weeks later, they sent uh, a thank you letter from Buckingham Palace. That's amazing. Because you think the amount of letters being sent at that time as well, I'd say it was in the yeah. thousands. Mad. Like, I think he thought originally it was from the Queen when he was a little boy. But then he realised as he got older, it was from her lady in waiting. But it was all stamped. We still have it at home. Yeah, I was going to ask, do you, you still have it? Yeah, yeah, oh God, yeah, it's, it's like, it's, it's guarded. Now Dad's gone, so it's guarded. It's like, no one's allowed to touch it. No people trying to take it or steal it to anyone. So yeah, we still have it. It's great to have. Like, it's, it's amazing to see it. To look at it. Every time I look at it, brilliant. I remember that season of The Crown. You're massive in The Crown. I watched it ages ago. But she was in her 20s, wasn't she? Yeah. yeah she was I so young. So, yeah. yeah. Did you ever watch The Crown? I did, yeah, absolutely. I was like, my dad got a letter from her. Oh, Thinking no. of it like that, but I know it's not really. like. But explained to my son when he was, uh, when we were watching it, I was explaining it a bit to him, and he was like, well, no way. And I said, well, not that actual lady, but when she was <laughs> of, of that age, when she was of that age, granddad sent her a letter congratulating her on her on her new job. That's like how he worded it. He was like, congratulations on your new job. I so, uh, yeah. Thank That's you very much. And we appreciate that. No Bye. Take care. Bye. 0876797104 if you want to add to the conversation this afternoon on the show. Fan mail. Send us some WhatsApp voice notes as well. This is James Hype on 104 Drive with Graham and Nathan. Oh, baby, you. The 104 Drive podcast with Graham and Nathan. James Hype, more than friends on 104 Drive with Graham and Nathan. We are asking you, have you ever sent fan mail to a celebrity? If you have, we'd love to hear from you. 87 Leanne sent this. In 2003, I sent a letter to Mary McLeese when she broke her ankle on a skiing trip. Um, <laughs> I was only about eight or nine at the time, but... Uh, she got back to me in any ways and I got a letter from her and a photo with her signature on it and my mum has kept it till this day. But yeah, might do one for Michael D. Higgins next because I actually love him as well. <laughs> oh, that's great. 
Thank you for that one, Leanne. On the way next, listen to this. Mattress Mick has a musical coming out, and we're chatting to the main man next. You're listening to the 104 Drive podcast with Graham and Nathan. Becky Hill on 104 Drive with Frankine.ie. Oh, the show is about to be a lot better. Mattress Mick the musical is coming out. Can you believe it? So, Mattress Mick so far had a viral hit back with a bang in 2014. He had the documentary Mattress Men in 2016. And now Mattress Mick joins us on the line to chat about the upcoming musical. Mick, tell us why a musical? Well, we just really but I it wouldn't be something I would go to all the time but certainly I enjoy them yes but I wouldn't be a major attendee at them so what do we have to expect from Mattress Mick the musical is it from your early childhood the present day or is it just from when you started being a mattress salesman no it starts off when I was a young guy and I had a stall in the dandelion market in Dublin I don't know if any of you remember that but it was just on St. Stephen's Green. Oh, yes. I think the old Dandelion nightclub then was there, was it? I think so. Across that, from yeah. the Lewis tracks. Yes, that's yes, correct. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It was the old Taylor Keats factory, as far as I remember. Okay. Now, so I had a stand there for many years, and then I the story starts there, and it goes right up to my whole business career, personal career, or personal life, up to the present time. Am I right in thinking the auditions happened over the weekend? Yes, we had them in the Lear Theatre in Pier Street and we had a great a great response to the um, call out or the shout out for people to come along and we just now have to make up our mind and discuss it with the potential uh, players. And I think we have what we were looking for. Oh, I think we've got, oh. Yep. were you there Mick? Were you at no, the, okay. well, I was. I was thinking you might have been like Simon Cowell there, being uh, putting your hand up and making them go again and give you a different song. No, I left that all to Josie McCaffrey, the girl who actually wrote the musical, who's doing the production. She's, in fact, doing everything. But I did make a guest appearance, and when I walked into the room, a big round of applause. Oh, fantastic. Ah, yes, worthy. Of course, of course. I love it. Uh, also, can I ask, do you have any idea how many people auditioned? Yes, I think we had a total of about 40. Wow. Solid. Yeah, okay. something else. And we need we need between 12 and 15. We haven't decided yet on the exact number. But the important role is the guy who's going to play me. Absolutely, Mick, absolutely. And tell us, will there be a love story in there? Is there a, is, what's, what's the kind of story that runs throughout the musical? Well, yes, it shows all parts of my life, from my first love to getting married, to meeting my wife, to having kids, then all the ups and downs in my business life. It's a pretty uh, representative situation of me. Love it. If you could choose any actor to play you, Mick, who would it be and why? No, I couldn't. I really couldn't. Who looks like me? <laughs> uh, George Clooney? <laughs> uh, no, so. no, no, no. Colin Farrell, maybe. There we go. Well, look, Mick, I'm sure you have big dreams for this musical. It is happening on the 27th and 28th of April in Liberty Hall. Yes. So actually, not that far away now, but surely the dream, maybe the board gosh, West End, and why not Broadway? 
Well, you never know. It depends on the response we get, I think, from the Liberty Hall. Now, we intend then to go around the country with it. Like, we have shops in eight different locations around the country, and we intend to go to those sites or cities or towns, whatever, to have the show there. So, God knows what's going to happen. Well, we just don't know. Mick, if it does explode and it does end up on Broadway, you'll remember us, won't you? I will, of course. You will get complimentary tickets. Ah, oh, oh, you're very good. I want the royal box on the side looking down as Colin Farrell plays <laughs> Mattress Mick. Mick, it's been a pleasure chatting to you. And again, just a reminder, the 27th and 28th of April in Liberty Hall. Can you get tickets now, Mick? Are they available? Yes, they're on uh, available online and GR8 um, tickets. Brilliant. Um, yes, they, they're available online at the moment and they're €21 Euro each. You're an absolute legend. Thank you so much for your time and best of luck with the musical, Mick. Cheers. God bless. You, Thank you. Bye-bye. It's Joel Curry, Tom Grennan with Lionheart on 104 Drive with Graham and Nathan. The 104 Drive Podcast with Graham and Nathan. Are you nervous? I really hope my brother Adam joins us on our team. <sighs> Half an hour. We're going to be reopening the final seat in our ultimate pub quiz team where we're trying to build the Avengers of pub quiz teams to go and win a random one some night in Dublin City Centre. You have said to your brother, come on, our team. I said, no, because you reckon he is our history nut. We already have Graham, another Graham. I'm telling you, Adam's more superior to Graham. And I'm sorry, Graham, but I'm just giving out facts here. Gary messaged, lads, you're already neck deep in corruption, so why stop? Bring on Nathan's brother, Adam. Thank you, Gary. I know Gary's been saying before WhatsApp and us saying this is corrupt. Yeah, it this sounds is un- like cheating. This is unethical trying to build the ultimate team to go and win a pub quiz. I don't think that's unethical. That's just good management. This is unethical. Bring it in your brother. But we're half an hour away. My Adam, dad could go. do sports. <laughs> Get out. No, this is it. This is the final seat. No more changes. Half an hour's time, Nathan's brother Adam will be taken on. Graham, who currently holds can the history seat. Can I just seat. say... I sincerely hope Adam gets a warm welcome on the show. Oh. I'm bringing family onto the show. You're a lovely community. We'll Treat see. him with respect. We'll see. The questions are already done. Five questions. Will you be kind to Adam, Graham? I will be however I want to be. Be I, nice to oh, him. We'll see. Right. We'll tell you how you can enter Ping Pong Ding Dong after Nelly. Ride with me. You're listening to the 104 Drive Podcast with Graham and Nathan. Nelly and Ryan... Sorry, just coughed into the microphone. <laughs> Literally, Nelly is four minutes and 12 seconds. Yes. And he waited till four minutes and 11 seconds hey, to go... <laughs> can I say something? Yes, of course you can. 104 Driver, Graham. Last night I messaged you. Was thinking of you. Great song. Wasn't that Great sweet? Mo- Florida Georgia Line, Nelly and Little Something. What's it called? I sent Graham a Nelly song. I said, hey, brother, I know you love country music. I know you love a bit of R&B. Mm. You are going to be obsessed with this song. A little bit. But I'm, I was aware of the song and I loved it last year. I still love it now. I'm going to put it on the Nashville playlist because we're renting a car. Are so. you? You do not know this. No. I'm going to Nashville next month. Where are you going to drive We're flying Nashville? into Nashville, then we're immediately getting a car and driving Rock Nashville star. to Memphis. I can see it now. In the dark at like 11, 12 o'clock at night. Would you pick up a hitchhiker for the show just for content? Absolutely. But Thank we do you. Yeah. Right. And then they kill us with an axe or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but then it's the Nathan O'Reilly show 
and I have your content. And then it gets cancelled. It doesn't contract, doesn't get renewed. Yeah, because it doesn't have any listeners. <laughs> ping pong, ding dong, ping pong, ding dong, ping pong, ding dong, ping. I'm excited today. I'm excited about ping pong, ding dong. You go up against me Monday to Thursday, and then hopefully I join you in the final, the Grand Slam final on Friday. Yeah. I will give you and Nathan a topic. You've got to give me answers in relation to that topic. You'll go back and forth until somebody cannot answer, repeats an answer, or gets one wrong. Yesterday, Nathan got off to a very good start. It was a smooth start. You might say it was smooth, like the dart. The yesterday's topic was Dart And Neve has the name of Tom I thought it was Tim How did you forget Tom? I could never forget Tom I thought I In my head Was it Tom or Thomas? You thought it was Tintin <laughs> That's what I was thinking of This is how Tom and Nathan got on yesterday Topic the Dart Oh Greystones Bray Shankill Lansdown Road Kalini Pierce Dalky Hope Junction Glenageary Glass Thule. Five. This game has gone to the dogs. Four, three, two, one. Now Thank you. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I should say, I didn't say twice in a row. It was just a mistake with the audio. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Don't worry about that, Neve. This isn't a corrupt show. <laughs> oh, Graham. <laughs> I didn't miss a whoosh, I'm not going to lie to you. I stopped listening once I didn't hear a whoosh. That's a very insular joke Nathan's referring to there. Yeah, I'm allowed to tell Just jokes. A little bit of production. That's like, like Neve was frantically trying to get the recap of yesterday's. She forgot. And now she's sweating. And that's why it's a bit all over the place. That's why I'm telling insular jokes. <laughs> it's okay, Neve. That was great. I'm fired. Do you have the number for the other girl that came to the favorite interview there? I think I have it here. No. Oh, eight. <laughs> You just ring me. <laughs> Hello. Right. If you want to be our producer, I mean, if you want to play ping pong, ding dong, give us a WhatsApp with the words ping pong to 87 Remember, if you beat Nathan, it'll go through to the final and play off for €200. Euro. So far, unbeaten. Do you have this evening's topic? Yes. It's a good topic. It could go on for a while. And I'm looking forward to it. We'll do in just a few right now. Taylor Swift, anti-hero on FM 104. The 104 Drive Podcast. With Graham and Nathan. Belters only make me feel good on 104 Drive with Graham and Nathan. Ping pong, ding dong, ping pong, ding dong, ping pong, ding dong, ping. Come on, let's do a ping pong ding dong. I should tell you that I haven't used up my Sue yet. Oh. Maybe I might do it tonight. Who knows? His celebration, Sue. One man is going to try and stop him celebrating tonight. It is Stephen. Welcome to the show, Stephen. Hi, guys. How are you? All right, Stephen. I'm feeling dandy. Did you hear my brother's going to be on the show later? So believe, yeah. yeah. The, the, pub, the pub quiz thing. That's yeah. the pub quiz thing. Do you think it's a bit of nepotism, Nathan, trying to get his brother on the team? Yeah, it sounds a bit too close to home. Yeah, it's something dodgy going on oh, there. Do you know what? It's like the Neville brothers playing for Man United. <laughs> and we all know I'm Phil. <laughs> Don't worry, Stephen. I've done the questions today. Nathan's got nothing to do with them. So fingers crossed for uh, the other Graham. Oh, oh that's that the right? Popo police? You've been arrested? Fire brigade running through uh, oh, Christchurch. Yeah. Hopefully everything's all right. Well, Stephen, here we go. 
This is what's going to happen. I'm going to give yourself and Nathan a topic. You have got to give me answers in relation to that topic. You'll go back and forth until somebody cannot answer, repeats an answer, or gets one wrong. If you beat Nathan, you'll go through to the Grand Slam final on Friday to play off for 200 euros. Representing my family right now. Stephen, you will serve. Your topic this evening is things you would find in a bathroom, but not any other room. Okay. Uh, toothbrush. Toothpaste. Toilet. Toilet roll. Toilet brush. Dental floss. Shower. Shower gel. Shampoo. Conditioner. Bath. Mouthwash. Um. Five, four, three. Toilet roll holder. Shower mat. Parts of the shower. What are we saying? Yeah, okay, I'm getting the nod from producer Neve. Of course you are. <laughs> Deeply hated on the show. Uh, bathroom towel. You'd find a towel anywhere, would you? Okay. Um... <laughs> oh, no, Stephen. Um... Five. Oh, God. Four. Three. Two, one, he's out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you O'Reilly's. Oh, We're God. doing it. Oh, no. The O'Reilly brothers. We're oh. like the Chuckle brothers. <laughs> Stephen, it was a very good effort. I really appreciate you coming well on. Done, some, Stephen. some great answers in there, and your indicator in the background really added to the tension <laughs> as well. I loved it. <laughs> But unfortunately, you didn't have enough to beat Nathan today. But thanks for coming on, Stephen. Good luck. No worries. Thank you. Ping pong, ding dong, ping pong, ding dong, ping pong, ding dong, ping. FM 104. I've done my bit. <laughs> now over to my brother Adam. <laughs> oh, where's that music playing? Come, there we go. Nathan has won two in a row. If you want to come on tomorrow, you think you can beat Nathan, get in nice and early. Give us a WhatsApp with the words ping pong to 087-67-97104. Post Malone in circles now. You're on 104 Drive. Graham and Nathan. You're listening to the 104 Drive podcast with Graham and Nathan. What you waiting for? What you waiting for? No, what you George Ezra, oh, blame wow. it on me. Oh, whoa. They're lined up. They're okay. ready to go for the final Turn battle. The volume. Here we go. Can we build the ultimate pub quiz team? You know we want to win it. 
We want to win it so bad, yeah. Can't believe this is happening. Graham, very quick reset of yeah. what's going on. So last week, I came up with the idea that I wanted to win a pub quiz. Now, on Saturday night, I shared a bottle of red with my brother, Adam. And after we finished the bottle, I said, brother... You have history skills. I want you on our team as the history nut. So yesterday we put it to a vote. Should Adam get a go? One final chance or should Graham keep the seat? The vote said that there should be one last playoff. I'm sorry. (laughs) And I want to bring Graham on who currently has a seat. Graham, I am sorry that you have to go through this again, but don't worry. I have made sure Nathan has had nothing to do with any of the questions. No. It is just me and I'm backing you to stay in the seat. Graham, thank you for joining us again. No problem. Graham, you're a good man. I'm sorry about this, but you know, sometimes family comes first. <laughs> and I will say, fair play to Graham, because I did try and pass him over a brown envelope nope, and he wouldn't take it. take it. And this is the moment you've been waiting for. Here is Nathan's brother, Adam. Adam, welcome to the show. I'm delighted to be here. Oh, my own flesh <laughs> and blood on the show. This is incredible. Adam, I have to ask your his history credentials. Like, wh- what makes Nathan back you so much? I'm just a big fat nerd. That's probably it. Okay. He's a big old nerd. Okay. And what did you get for the leaving cert in history? I think I got an A. Can't Come remember. On. It was so long ago. It's on the family fridge. Can I ask Gra- <laughs> Graham what did you get in history in leaving cert? I didn't do it in leaving cert. <laughs> That's how good he is. He was too smart for the leaving cert oh. syllabus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. What's going to happen, gentlemen, is... I feel sick. The winner after this will be our final member, even though it should be Graham. But anyway... I will ask you five questions. If you know the answer, shout your name and then we will go to you. Whoever has the most after five will be our history guy. Are you both ready? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Adam. Come on, brother. Do it for the O'Reillys. We are a pack of losers, but we need to win this. All right. Question number one. In what country is the Bay of Pigs? Adam, Graham, Cuba. <laughs> one nil, Adam. Come on, Adam! Yes! Okay, one nil, Adam. Question number two. Who sent the Spanish Armada to England in 1588? Adam, uh, the Spanish uh, king who was King Francis. Incorrect. Oh, no. Ah. Graham, do you have anything? No. Okay, that's okay. That was a tough one. That oh, was what was the answer? Philip II of Spain. King Philip. Was he a king? Yeah, I didn't say. Right? Give him half a mark, surely. No kings. <laughs> Question number three: Where in France was Napoleon Bonaparte born? Adam, this is a trick question. He wasn't born in France. He was born in Corsica, which is a territory of France. Now it is, but it was Italian. Oh, when he was born there. I'm sorry. Adam is schooling you. Right. Graham, we need these next two. Oh, okay. Wow, I'm so impressed. Did you know that, Graham? No. Okay. Can I just say, how am I related to Adam? Right, question number four. <laughs> Graham, we need you to get this. Who was the last, I'm going to try and pronounce this properly, Tsar, T-S-A-R, of Russia? Adam. It was Tsar Nicholas II. <laughs> This is simply beautiful. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, oh, we are witnessing oh, wait, wait, wait. a masterclass here. <laughs> we will go for the final one. We will go to the final oh. one. 
This is a kind of a pub quizzy one. Graham, please let's go for this one, right? Which rock band formed in 1994 takes its name from a term used by the Allies in the Second World War to describe various unknown flying objects? Anyone? Anyone? If we're at a pub quiz, what would you say? A band formed in 1994 take their name from the Second World War, the Allies, when they're describing unknown flying objects. Anyone? Oh. Guess. No, guess. no idea. Guess. Guess. Um, UFO? No, the, the, the Foo Fighters. I was going to go with the Foo. Uh, well, that means... I can't believe I'm saying it. Say the words. Adam is joining the ultimate pub oh! quiz. <laughs> this is controversial. I am very sorry. Very Graham. controversial. It is very controversial. I'm very sorry, Graham. Graham, no I want to thank you. I oh, you sound so sad. Oh, I feel really sick. Graham, I'm so sorry, but yeah, I I really appreciate. Can you we coming send out on. Graham a beanie? We're, we're going to send you out some stuff, Graham. We'll send you out a beanie. We'll send you out some stuff we can get in the because we appreciate you coming on the yeah, show three mind, times thus far. Graham, thank, thank you so much. Gonna... Thank you. Thank you. Adam, you're on the team. You better not let us down. <laughs> uh, I'll do my best. I'll be studying. Uh, guys, come pretty on. pretty impressive. What it did you very... think, uh, Adam, there? Adam, I was very impressed. What were you well saying, done. Adam, about <laughs> some French town that isn't French? Or uh, what? Of course. Get away. A quick one, Adam. Corsica. What year yeah. was the Great Fire of London? What year? Yeah. Uh, was it... 1666. Oh, this is it. This is oh, it. This is it. I, I do a guys, lot of pub quizzes. I do a lot of pub quizzes. You didn't quizzes. believe in me. I'm like the guy that founded Lance Armstrong. I saw him on the bicycle and I said, this guy's going to win many trophies. Oh, Jesus, he's good. Yeah, he's good. Adam. Yeah, he's good. You're in the team. Okay, bring my dad tomorrow for sports. <laughs> yeah. You're now locked into the show. We're going to be calling you a lot over the next few days. Apologies about that. He does have a job. <laughs> great, great. Cheers, Adam. Good luck. Cheers. Bye-bye. Well done. That was pretty that was impressive. That was good. That was impressive. Okay. Producer really. Neve, what did you think of that? I'm very impressed. I knew he was an all right. Guys, <laughs> look, at the end of the day, do you want to win or not? Okay, we're winning. Megan training out major luck on FM 104. The 104 Drive podcast with Graham and Nathan. Good evening. Just gone six on 104 Drive with Graham and Nathan. It is Tuesday. We are joined by Mikey O'Reilly. Hello, Mikey. Hello, people. Oh, Mikey is in the house and he smells absolutely fantastic. Now, I am worried about O'Reilly O'Reilly tonight because it seems like you had forgotten. Yeah. That we were doing it this evening. I was coasting up to 3 p.m. today. I was like, got all my bits done. I was kind of just going online. Swanning around. Swanning around. And then I realized at 5 to 3, I forgot to do O'Reilly O'Reilly, but I managed to muster up an O'Reilly O'Reilly. Graham, you kind of just need to buy in. You're going to have to buy in. If oh, you want this right. to work, now you did say the other day your mother absolutely hates, hates this. So she, we know she's turned yeah. off now. She's probably switched off having her dinner now. So Who we've... else could she be listening to? Who's Drive on? time on Radio 1 Radio probably, 1 Who's probably. on Radio 1 at this time? Uh, Sarah McInerney okay. And the other fella I don't know Cormac Do you mind if I listen? <laughs> if I get listen? a bit bored I might listen on the uh... app <laughs> Right It's Pink What about us? On the way next It is O'Reilly O'Reilly You're on 104 Drive With Graham and Nathan yes, sir. You're listening to the 104 Drive Podcast With Graham and Nathan What about us? What about 104 Drive with Graham and Nathan, 10 past 6 on a Tuesday. It is time to play. Oh, really? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it gets better every single week. We have to buy into this segment. That is the mantra. That's all I ask for. I've got Nathan O'Reilly from 104 Drive. Yo. I've got producer Neve O'Reilly from 104 Drive. And I got Mikey O'Reilly from the Hit Mix. I don't. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I am going to tell them about a famous person. I will say that his name is O'Reilly, but you've got to tell me, is he really... An O'Reilly! So far, the scores, Mike O'Reilly 4, Nathan O'Reilly 3, Neve O'Reilly 3. All right, it's all to play for, guys. It's all to play for. Come on. Today's person I'm going to be talking about is Walter O'Reilly. Walter, big Walter. But is Walter really an O'Reilly? Let me tell you a little bit about Walter O'Reilly. Walter was known as golf's first professional and in some circles seen as the best old era golfer of all time. Before Walter, golfers were seen as second class citizens. However, gol- uh, Wal- Walter... Wait, sorry, golf was or Walter was? Golfers. <laughs> golfers were, were seen as second class citizens. I'm they, sorry, can we just cut in there? We, they were looked down upon. I don't think that's well, true. That's, yeah, you, this is the Mikey, early... you no- play golf. I Second d- class citizens Was golf ever considered I know they did say that About the crazy golf players But I don't know If it's a real thing Well he was born in 1892 guys It's a long time ago Ooh, However Walter Revolutionised how Golf professionals were seen And in 1967 At a dinner held In Walter's honour Golfing legend Arnold Palmer Said these words If not for you Walter This dinner Will be down in the pro shop Not in the ballroom <laughs> Finally The highlight of his career Came when he golfed with the Prince of Wales, drinking champagne between holes in the back of his limousine. What? Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> tell me. Was the car on... Um, the car was on the course. my ride. Yes, it <laughs> they was. They had a course in the car. Would that get through the NCT? Yes. So tell me, ladies and gentlemen, is Walter O'Reilly really an O'Reilly? Not for me. No, Straight away, I'm saying nah. I don't know why, Neve. Because you're the only one who takes this game seriously, so I enjoy listening. If to he you. was born in 1892, I'm like he wasn't. Wherever we're age, but like, did they have pro golf shops back then? Very good point. No, because they were second class citizens. Okay. He changed the I'm face sorry. of the sport. Here's a question. Yeah. How did he change it? Because he lived a lavish lifestyle. So, and people looked upon it differently. I don't know. Like, I know that sometimes, obviously, there's lies about who the person is. Mm. This all seems like it's out of some foil arms and hog skit. <laughs> okay. But do you think it could be an actual golfer? Like, if it's not an O'Reilly. Oh, my God. Be? How many times do I have to say this to the three of you? I am always picking. I say this off air, on air, during the week. They're always real people. Okay. It's just have to figure out Have I changed their surname Can you not interrupt me I'm having that a conversation With Mikey and Neve. Literally At the same conversation Every week have This you? is a real person Now I've been watching That new golf series On yes. Netflix Full swing Full swing Sounds like Ian Poulter I was going to say John Daly But I, I get you um, To be honest This guy sounds like a flop I'm not associating myself With this guy <laughs> You jumping in yeah, this guy is such a fraud. He's not really an arrival. Thank you. Producer Neve. Um, did you disclose where he was from? America. Okay, well then I'm saying no, he's not an O'Reilly. Okay. O'Reilly's don't drink champagne. <laughs> and golf, <laughs> golf was founded in Scotland, I think, wasn't it? 
And speaking I'm of yourself, not saying he well. founded golf. Okay. I'm saying he played it in oh, the sorry. early 1900s. I don't think Arnold Palmer's were around in the 80s. Sorry, is this 90, 1980s? What? No, do you know what? I'm changing my answer. Oh my I'm going God. for he's a real, a real O'Reilly. You're going O'Reilly? Why? Yeah. Did you say Palmer? <laughs> Who was that? No, I think that was a drink he was having with the Prince of Arnold Wales. Arnold Palmer is a golfer and they held a function in oh. 1967 yeah. in his honour. I genuinely no, thought that was a whiskey. Wait, Nathan, think about this. You would not hold a dinner for a second class citizen. I think there's this is a... No way there's, a course, there's a course in the K-Club called the Palmer, I think, so I'm going for it. Is anyone talking yeah. about the car having a course <laughs> inside? No. It could have been a nine-hole. He didn't. What part was the? They were part? in a limousine. <laughs> Is Arnold Palmer a person or a whiskey? Both. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for clearing that up. So they're drinking whiskey. Right. Uh, Real O'Reilly. Yes or no, Nathan? No. Mikey. No. Yes. Walter O'Reilly is not an O'Reilly. Perfect. <laughs> His name is Walter Hagen. This is a real person, as it is every week. Walter get the, Hagen. Get that into your head. Walter Hagen is his real name. He was a golfer. He played with the Prince of Wales. Okay. He drank. Hector O'Hagen's father. Okay. <laughs> it's FM 104. The 104 Drive Podcast with Graham and Nathan. Download it now. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts.